Google right now has a really high emphasis on your Google business profile more than they have emphasis on Google ads. If you want local presence, the only thing that should matter to you for local presence is Google business reviews. Agent Power Huddle is a daily jumpstart, giving you all the tools you need to create an amazing real estate career. Led by top experts in the field, you'll learn how to sell more houses in less time while creating the life you want. Welcome to the Agent Power Huddle. Happy Friday. Happy first day of September. Can you believe we've got literally four months left in the year? And if you do the 12-week year like I do, we only have three weeks left in the year. So <laughs> here we go. <laughs> um, so uh, how many of you are like have met your goals for 2023 so far? All right. What are we going to do about it? Do we need to make some adjustments to our goals? No? Join One sell away. One sell away from hitting where I need to go. <laughs> All right, one sale away. Do you have it in the in the pipeline? No, I got two. I got three listings, and I'm hoping that one of them can get an offer so I can make that happen. Well, let's talk about those listings that you have. How long have they been on the market? Too long. They've been more than thirty days. Okay. We have lowered the price, um, and cannot. I've got plenty of showings, good feedback, um, but. Just they won't commit. I just don't know. I'm kind of lost with that. That was one of my questions, actually. So you have how many showings have you had in 30 days? Oh gosh. Um, how is it compared to the average for your market? Um probably for for one of them in particular, because I'm thinking that one should sell because of the price of where it's at in today's market versus where it would be in previous times. Mm -hmm. It's actually you could probably sell that house because it's in a prime area here in my town. Everybody wants to live off the showlander on our in on Baytown. Okay. And um it's listed at 285. Okay. Beautiful home. It's got a workshop and everything. But um I've had maybe for that particular home, maybe about 12 showings. Is that is that kind of average right now? Mm, yeah, I would say it is. And then how much did you drop the price? We started off at 310. And you're down at 285 right now? Mm -hmm. Got it. Okay. And what have you done for... What are you doing for marketing? Um, I have did a ad on Chime. So I have Chime CRM. I've run an ad on that. I've posted in my local uh, community page. Mm -hmm. I've shared it on my personal. I've shared it on my business. Um, I've done an open house. Um, what else have I done? I think that's about, I think that's about it. Do you have video for it? Uh, yes, I have done video. Mm -hmm. Is it on YouTube? No. And no. is it on your Google business page? Optimize for um, SEO? No. Okay. Is it on your uh, website, Optimize for SEO? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So the first thing I would do is I'd put it, make sure if you have a YouTube video, I would make sure you put it on YouTube. You can even run an ad behind it targeted to the demographic of people that you're looking for, for that neighborhood. So if people are moving to that neighborhood from a certain area, you can actually mm -hmm. specifically in YouTube, go in, find the address for where someone is actually living right now. Can you take her? 
Sorry, my dog, my dog just came in. <laughs> I know she's going to sit here and she's going to get all whimpery and whiny. So, um, so okay. So anyway, so what I would do is I would actually go and put, run an ad on on YouTube. You can actually run it specifically to a neighborhood. Like if you know an area where people are moving from to that area, I'm sure you do. I'm sure you have an idea of where that buyer is coming from, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. So I, you can go in and actually run that ad directly, run that video directly on YouTube to that target area. Okay. So ultimately, I mean, the reason why homes aren't selling right now is this. Full, there's more reasons, right? I mean, interest rates, the market's uncertainty, a lot of a lot of different reasons why people aren't selling. Then in my area, uh, we still have really really low inventory. So what's the inventory like in your area right now? Oh, the inventory is fine. Like we, it's it's where it needs to be. We've got lots of homes. I mean, homes are just being listed, yeah, which is probably part of the reason it's taking a lot longer to sell. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, make sure my, my recommendation would make sure um, if you were here on my call where I talked about my system for communicating with sellers, I would make sure you're following that and make sure you're just letting them know every single thing that's going on on the property. Um, because uh, right now it's going to be all about communication. Because if you're really, if your market is really saturated right now, it's going to take a lot for you. It's just going to be patience. It's just time. It's just a matter of time, as long as you're doing everything that you possibly can. So if you brought the price down already, I don't, I don't necessarily know that I'd bring it down again because I mean at that point it's like what's wrong with the house I actually had a seller we had a, we took a con- contingent offer on her house and that buyer dropped the price five times in a period of 30 days and they couldn't sell it because it's just too much I mean obviously right all of now you're telling the market crap something's wrong with my house I gotta drop it gotta drop it gotta drop it and they chased down them they were they went on way too high right so they're, they're trying to chase down the market so I would say Selena try if it's not on YouTube make sure it's on YouTube make sure it's on your Google business profile if you have not done uh neighborhood farming I would definitely make sure you're doing some neighborhood farming. Um, if you have not sent it to every single person in your database who has come in through your database through an ad of some sort or has expressed some sort of interest on that same type of property in the past, I would make sure you do that. Put them on an email drip campaign. Um, I would make sure that you go through all of the buyers that you talked to over the last year. Like there's probably a ton of buyers that you have in your own database that have just been kind of on the fence, right? To me, I don't I don't really know the cost of living in your area, but to me, $285,000 sounds like a really good price on a house. For that house it is. It really is. Right. So, so, so I mean, because I'm looking, I'm like, oh gosh, you got something at 700? Cool, right? So, but $285,000 sounds like a great price for a house. So if it were me, I would be going back through all of those buyers who were on the fence a little bit earlier this year, or maybe fell off the pipe. Just refresh your database. Hey, Joe, I just, I know we were talking earlier this year. I actually had a listing come to market that I think might suit what we were talking about. Do you want to know a little bit more about it? Okay. So I would do all of that too. Like just, you know, right now, um, prospecting for me is a lot of like, reverse prospecting. It's a lot of also calling agents. Like if you've, if you got, if you uh, use eFlyer to send out to your agents, uh, agents in your uh, neighborhood, I probably would. I sent it, I sent all of my listings out to about 9,000 agents. Um, But then go through your, go through your MLS. And if you can, if reverse prospecting is something that you can do, I would actually literally call every single one of those agents because what you're going to do is you're going to see, I don't know if you're going to sell it from that, but you're going to learn a lot about the market and you're going to be able to communicate to your seller. Okay, perfect. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Sell the house, girl. Sell the house. Heck yeah. <laughs> All right. Anybody else? Where are you at for your 2023 goals? Do we need to make some adjustments to your goals? I mean, everybody said no, they haven't met their goals. So, but nobody wants to make adjustments. So I'm here for. I'm good at this stuff. I promise you. 
I'm not willing to give up yet. I still feel like it's attainable. I just Mm -hmm. feel like it's going to be hard. And I've got to double down on everything that I'm doing. So what is it? What's your goal? And where are you at from it? How far away are you? Um, well, I just had three closings. So quite honestly, I haven't looked, but I'm probably within 2 million of it. Oh, that's so easy. You can totally do that. I told, I don't blame you for wanting to be like, yeah, I can totally do that. That's easy. Yeah. I mean, our market, our market is really, we have no inventory here. So, and I'm a little, a little buyer heavy right now. Any listing that I put up is gone within 24 hours. So I'm just willing to work a lot harder for the end of the year. So let me ask you, if you are buyer heavy, um, are you kind of like over capacity for the amount of buyers you can take? Or are you at capacity? Um, I'm, I'm looking at this as a nurture opportunity right now for some of them, because some of them will be ready next year. And so some of these are going to be opportunities that will hit right away, January, February, March. So I would say I'm comfortable where I'm at. Um, I just know that some of them are long, longer nurtures, but they're, they're ready to buy. They just have some work to do. Yeah, I would say that's, I mean, that's a lot, a lot of agents I talk to are kind of in that same boat or is anyone else here on that call in that same boat? We have a lot of buyers right now, not, not, not very many sellers, right? So one of the things that we're doing, uh, like Deanna just said, is we're just really focusing on finding the inventory that does work. Because what buyers are experiencing for me right now is the same three houses are available for like six weeks. So it's the same three houses. And then like every time one does come up, you know, there it's not really their thing or it just goes really fast. Right. So it's like we're kind of experiencing a little bit of like that weirdness with buyers right now. So the reason I was asking if you're at capacity, Deanna, was like if you're finding yourself driving around showing a bunch of homes and not making any sort of progress on it, right? You're not finding, you're not going to find time to work on the business, to work on actually going to find more sellers, to find more people. So my, my thought was if that's kind of where you're at with being full of buyers, um, could you leverage someone? Could you leverage a newer agent? Could you leverage someone who wants to make a little bit of money off showing? Could you leverage that to do the showings? So you can take a little bit more time to focus on your marketing and focus on your lead gen. Yeah. And so, I mean, great segue because um, I have a, I have somebody coming on my team, my downline or whatever you guys call it here at EXP, um, the 13th of September. So once she's here, then she's going to take some, some of that stuff because she needs it. So yes, totally agree. And I'm looking at um, hiring a, a virtual assistant as well. Yay. That's my, that is like my love language, like delegate, delegate, delegate. You guys, I have two VAs. I have a local assistant and I have a buyer's agent. Okay. And I have a transaction coordinator because like the reality is I, my best, my genius zone is not servicing clients. Right. I'm good at it. I'm really good at it. My genius zone is teaching other people how to do it. Right. My genius zone is helping elevate other people and really helping other people like service to the best possible, best possible way. So um, I'm all about delegation. Sorry, I just had to go go into that for a little bit, Deanna. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's great. Do you do you um, do you know where you're hiring your VA from? Do you know exactly what they're doing? Have you kind of gone into that route, or you're just kind of starting? 
this conversation just took place yesterday, um, but it was a recommendation for a company out of the Philippines. Um, this agent that I was talking to is on a one week trial free and the VA has worked four hours and made 182 phone calls to people in her database and she's cleaning it out. She's like, this is no longer a good number. They've already bought. And so it's just helping her hone down into, you know, who's really, truly ready. So I'm, I'm just in this after 22 years of being in the business, just now ready to finally delegate. (laughs) Yes. Here's the thing, you guys, the, the reason I like VAs so much is because it has taught me to be a better leader a better communicator. It's forced me to put my systems in place. Like when I brought my first VA on, you know how cra- I was like, oh my God, I thought I was, I thought I was organized. I thought I was organized. Okay. Uh, no, <laughs> no, I was not. So by the time I brought my third VA on, like the system that she and I have back and forth, she's on the call. She might, hopefully she can agree with this. I'm saying this, Milo. I'm hoping this is true. <laughs> but like systems that she and I have for communicating, yeah, they're still a little clunky, right? They're still a little bit like, oh, you know, we got, maybe we got to like kind of tune in on this. But you guys, you know how much stuff she gets done for me that I don't have to do? Like there is, there is no doubt in my mind that like, I, I need to have these people on my team. This is a need for me because I'm really, it's really easy for me to get caught in the weeds and I'm a control freak. I'm a high D, right? I am a control freak. If you are a control freak, raise your hand because I guarantee I am not the only one. I want to be the only one who's doing it all. Okay. But that, that's bad. That's bad news bears. That's why we go like this in real estate. Okay. Because we want to be in control. So um, what I've learned from uh, hiring a virtual assistant is really how to like still have the control that I need to have, but then really let them take ownership. And where if I have a question about something, I have a question about content. I'm like, Milu, what do we do? Right. And so she's got her strategies and she's got her recommendations. So the hiring of EA, I think if you don't have one and you're not meeting your goals right now, I would say to really look at what you're doing on a daily basis, because you're probably spending a lot of your time doing the stuff that you don't really need to be doing. You're not focusing enough on lead generation. You're focusing too much on the back office and the admin work. So if you're not meeting your goals, that might be one way that I would say, kind of shift your thinking a little bit and actually record, monitor what you're doing, what you're doing for a week. Kevin, thanks for your patience. Hey, no, uh, no problem, Leah. Uh, how did you go about, like, what was your process on hiring the VA? Because I tried a couple times this year to do a hire a virtual assistant. It did, just didn't work out. Um, it was pr- pretty much family, so that was maybe that was the mistake going in. But how did you go through that process? Because really, what I need is someone to, you know, follow up on. Uh, uh, follow up with leads coming in, et cetera, that knows how to use some some of the software programs uh, um, as far as my CRMs, et cetera. But just, I don't even have, I don't care. I do most of the calling, but just to follow up, just to make sure the campaigns are running, et cetera. What, what does your virtual assistant, I should virtual assistants do for you? And do they do any of that? So yes, so I have one, uh, Milu basically runs my social media and then I have Mark and Mark is the admin. So Mark actually, 
you know, he's just starting with me. He's phenomenal. The company he came from actually works a lot with a lot of real estate agents and they know follow-up boss really well. So for me, I'm like, cool. All I have to teach you is my way to use follow-up boss, right? So it, what I would say is, A, you need to write a really, really, really clear job description. And this is where I would say 99% of people go wrong in hiring a VA is you just hire someone without really knowing specifically what they're going to do. You need to be very clear. Like my job description for social media was like, you are expected to engage with people on Instagram. You are expected to edit content. You're expected to edit video. You need to have a basic understanding of Canva. I laid out all the tools that she needed to have, right? For my next VA, I said, okay, so you need to have a basic understanding of follow-up boss CRM. Not a CRM, follow-up boss CRM. Because the thing is, now it makes it so much easier because now I don't have to go in and teach the VA how to set up an automation. I don't have to teach them how to make an edit on, a, on an action plan, right? So um, my VA doesn't make calls for me, but my VA does go in and will create lists, um, will um, you know, uh, like move people from one stage to the other. Okay. So I think that's the first thing I did is I was super, super, super clear. My mistakes that I made in the beginning were just going and hiring, a, finding a company that could help me find someone to help me without being really clear about what I need. Yeah. Because, what happens, because what happens is if you're not super clear about what you need, they're just going to be asking you a lot of questions all the time. And you're going to be like, it's going to distract you. It's going to distract you, right? Because I would be focused on something. I'd focus on a project. Then all of a sudden, I'd get a ping about a question that needed to be answered. And I was like, shoot, this person can't work until I answer this question. So instead, what I did this time around, which, <laughs> yeah, you guys, this is, this is amazing. I'm in a super, super, super awesome spot. But the, uh, this time around, I was very, very, very clear. I had SOPs built out. And when I say SOPs, like I'm, I'm driving everybody every day, every single role in my, in my business for people to record exactly what they're doing. So I record everything I do. I record little things like how to go into transaction desk and start a transaction. I record that on the loom video. I literally everything I do. When I when I hired when I hired my assistant, I went th before he came on board, I went through and actually recorded myself going through my email and record like recording what I was doing. This is junk, go ahead and delete. This is junk, go ahead and delete. This is this response. We want to flag this. Like I literally record and talk through exactly what I'm doing. And so that's like when you hire somebody, know exactly what you want. And then when you pass the work over, have it all recorded. That is a great idea because I was just, I mean, I'm posting, I'm posting jobs on Indeed or posting on Indeed. This is looking at looking at resumes right now. And my one of my biggest concerns is none of them are being are really that qualified, but also the amount of jobs that they've had, like two to three months, then another two to three months, and two to three months. Last thing I want to do is pay someone, train them, and then have them just leave, right? So how did you go about how do you go about finding your virtual assistants? Uh, like, you, how do you start that process as far as reaching out to them? Where, who, what did you use? What uh, onlinejobs.ph? I just put it in the chat. Onlinejobs.ph. This is going to give you access to a uh, lot of uh, the Philippines, the VAs in the Philippines, um, and that'll okay. give you like a lot of there. And the thing that you're going to see, the thing that you're going to see is like they're on the on there, they're going to have their disk profile, which is the other thing that everybody who joins my team has to do VA or a local, it doesn't matter. They have to do a disk. They have to do a disk. And I'm very clear about you what I'm doing on my team because I am a high D. Okay. I am yeah. not going to work well with someone else who is a high D and I've made the mistake before of hiring just a bunch of high Ds and who else is a high D? Okay. Do if you are, do you have a lot of projects that have been started but not finished? 
Do you have a lot of things you want to do? Yeah. Okay. So the thing is, that's what your VA should be. Your VA should be a really high SC. Very high SC. And the way they do the profiles now are a little bit different. They actually have to read it and understand. But then I went back on on some on a couple of them. I went back and asked them to I asked them. I saw something in their profile that made me question, is this something I'm going to have a problem with or is it something that I'm going to appreciate? So then I went back and asked them. So you've got to take a long time in the interview process. So write the job description, post it on onlinejobs.ph or post it on Indeed or post it on... You could even post it on Upwork or Fiverr. You guys, you're going to find people on Upwork or Fiverr who actually want long-term jobs. so do that but then um what you would do is you would um you would make sure you have that job description you would have them fill out the job description you have them answer some personality questions or answer some job specific questions have them do a disc uh and then go from there okay because that's that's all the way i'm going to get to the next level is this too I was I was always a solo agent doing most of it myself. But if I want to get to that next level, then um, you know, yeah. like I think it was like uh, Deanna mentioned, I, like she's been in the business twenty two years. I've been in the business twenty two years. If I want to push it and get to that next level, and and I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to hire, for yeah. sure. So okay, thanks for the advice. Yeah, okay. absolutely. Thanks. Every single agent who is doing a lot of production is not doing it solo. There's no agent that I talk to who does it solo, who does a ton of production. Now, if you if you don't want to do a ton of production, that's totally okay. You don't have to hire somebody. But I personally, even, even when it was just me doing nine transactions a year, I had a TC right away. That's the very first thing I did was hire a TC because I learned I do not like paperwork. So if that is a thing that you need to do is to hire, to have somebody take care of the admin stuff, to pull you out of it, to pull you out of the weeds, because it's really easy. Um, someone, Sonia just asked in the chat, what is a high D? So a high D on the disc profile is a driver. It's a person, it's a, it's a person do, we act, we talk fast, we speak fast. Obviously you can probably tell by the way I act, by the way, my body, my body movements, I am a high D. We talk fast, we eat, we, we eat fast. Yes. <laughs> we move fast, right? We make decisions fast. We have, we're typically high D's are high visionaries. Typically, usually high Ds have a really strong vision for what we want, right? But we're missing the integration piece, the piece, the piece, piece to actually execute it, right? So the high D is typically somebody who has a lot of projects that they've started but have not finished. Yeah, right here. Okay, right here. We're finally getting some of them done. We're finally getting some of them done because I got I got a lot of integrators on my team now. So it's fine. It's nice to finally get it done. <laughs> but that's a high D. Um, okay. Anyone else? Okay. There's a couple questions in the chat. So, um, Selena, did you just ask about the, uh, posting on Google? Is that what I'm saying in here? No, I think, um, somebody had a question about, did I? I was telling, yeah. Uh, okay. So did you give an ad on Google or just post the video? Uh, so your Google business profile, you can run local service ads to it. But what I was saying earlier to Selena was that like, just post the video on Google business, but you're only allowed 30 seconds. So it's more like that would be more like a TikTok or a real style video. Um, but you know, the cool thing about those, those posts on Google business is in your post, you can link someone to an external site. And if it's on YouTube, Google loves YouTube because they own each other. Right. So the cool thing is you can update it. You can upload it. 
uh, put your SEO friendly description in there. And then you can actually link it to either the YouTube video or to a landing page or something to give more information on it. Oh, I should learn that. Okay, thank you. Yeah, Google Business is pretty awesome, you guys. And right now, I'm going to be super honest with you. Um, so I was talking to an SEO specialist yesterday because that's kind of the next step in my business is like actually having an actual specialist who who works SEO and all day, every day, actually work on my site because there's a lot of opportunity there. But um, he was telling me that Google Business has now like changed their algorithm again because we all know every we all know that what you learned three months ago about any sort of social platform is wrong, right? You all know that, right? You know that it's changed like 16 times since then. But Google right now has a really high emphasis on um, your Google business profile more than they have an emphasis on Google ads. So what he was saying is that you need to be focusing on, if you need to focus on one thing, if you want local presence, the only thing that should matter to you for local presence is Google business reviews. That's it. It's the only thing that should matter to you. And replying to those reviews within 24 hours with the name of your city or city and what you do. Thank you, Selena. We aim to be the best real estate team in Tacoma, Washington. I'm glad that we could achieve that for you, right? So that's literally how your reply should look on Google. So if you can do one thing right now, you want local presence, like, and your clients have not given you a review, you need to be relentless about getting reviews. And go and help your fellow agents out, people. Go and review your agents right? Google sometimes will hide those reviews, but sometimes they won't. So the more you can get people to review your own Google business profile would be the better. And when you write reviews for other people, make sure you're very specific about, this was the best restaurant in Bonnie Lake, Washington. Okay. Because it's going to obviously bring that, it's going to help them start to rank too. So if you if you, if you go and rate your other, your co-agents, because I always ask my co-agents to rate me, Sometimes it shows up, sometimes it doesn't. The only place that your people in the industry can write you a review though is on Google or like other things like rate my agent and things like that. But those don't really have a lot of pull with Google, but they can't write review on uh, realtor.com or Zillow. So, you know, they can write reviews on Google business. So if you have a really good transaction with someone, uh, you should call them up and ask them if they, if you guys can just pass reviews off to each other. And then make sure you're telling them Make sure you put best real estate team in Lake Taps, Washington, right? And you tell them exactly what to say. Um, okay. Anything else? Anybody have any questions? I gave a lot of info. Does anyone want me to go deeper on anything? Okay. I just well, have a question. Yeah. Another one. Okay. So, um, like, let's say, I know you, I know you're really highly involved with the, you know, street text and stuff, that platform. I too am in there too. Um, but, you know, wherever you get your leads from, because I know we all use different ways that we, we get them. Um, but do you keep, like when you get a street text, do you send it? And I mean, it goes automatically to like the street text uh, workflow. I don't know, I forgot the wording. Um, do you send it then to the CRM to pick up or do you just leave it only in there and then kind of figure out after you know. Okay. No, I first started, I started leaving it. I, at first I was doing everything through street text because I thought it was easier. It is not easier, you guys. Cause now I got to go to like five different places. Like if I literally kept every single lead in whatever platform they want me to keep the lead in, I'm never going to get things done. I'm going to be, I'm going to be forgetting people dropping balls left and right. So everything gets fed into my CRM, everything. 
And then I have different workflows set up for depending on where they come from. Because a Google pay-per-click is going to be a little bit different than a, fa- than a Facebook lead, right? Mm-hmm. But the thing, if you guys have automations and you're doing online leads, uh, your very first text and your very first email that goes out to them, my recommendation is to wait at least a minute or two before it's sent because it makes it feel like it's more human, A. And second of all, make sure that you're very specific about where the lead is coming from. So thanks for inquiring about your list of waterfront homes on Facebook. Okay. That response is so much easier. And you get so much more response. I have a 75% response rate on that message. The second one that I have a 75% response rate on is actually, this is a 67% rate. Hey, Selena, it's Linnea Carver. You reached out about a a couple of weeks ago about a list of waterfront homes in Tacoma. Are you actively searching for a home? You guys, it's so freaking easy. So easy. Yeah. Hey, it's Linnea. Thanks for reaching out on my Facebook page about two weeks ago about waterfront homes in Tacoma. Are you actively searching for a home? You know how many people I've added to the hot or the warm because of that? I'd be able to stage them from lead into hot or warm just because of that little message right there. That is like the one of the best performing texts I've ever had. And so if I ever look at trying to have anybody else write my drip campaigns, they want to put their stuff in there. I'm like, no, 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 no. I've tried this one in multiple different platforms and it works every time. So if you're doing any sort of online leads, I would have that automation, the very first automation, be as specific as possible. And follow-up bus, it's really easy to program the field that you want it to fill in and it'll automatically send it out for you. But that email and that phone or that text message, super, super, super specific. Because think about it, especially if you're looking at a Facebook lead. How many times do you scroll Facebook all day, every day? We all do it. I'm not the only one. We scroll, we click on something, we go down a rabbit hole, we click on something else and it fills out your information, you hit submit. Right? You don't realize you clicked on something. But you call and you're like, hey, I got your name from a Facebook ad. Right. First of all, let me go back. Let me talk about that for a second, too. I never like to say you clicked on a Facebook ad. They don't know they're clicking on an ad. You inquired about our list of waterfront homes. It's very different. Instead of saying you clicked on a Facebook ad. Yeah. Okay, people, people don't want to know. <laughs> people don't want to know they clicked on an ad. But they might remember like having a beautiful, looking at a beautiful view, being like, oh my God, it's so pretty and starting to dream about waterfront homes. They're probably going to remember that, but they're probably not going to remember clicking on an ad. There's my few tips about online lead gen, lead conversion. Okay, I hope this was helpful for everybody. Um, I will be, uh, if you guys have questions, um, I'm here to answer them. And I look forward to seeing you all next week. If you'd like more information or to get connected to the Agent Power Huddle, join our free Facebook group. This call was designed for the agents in our EXP organization, but open to any agent from any brokerage. If you're a guest and you're interested in learning more about EXP or our specific resources within the Agent Collective, reach out to the person who invited you to this call to get more info. Produced by the Agent Collective Media Network.